0: and it's time
1: it's time for the
0: lightweight heavyweight middleweight championship this is not what that is of the year no no. (laughs) wrong
1: intro Uh, oh okay oh okay this isn't
0: the ufc Mm -hmm. got it got it
1: no no, but this episode is called USPIS. It yeah. sounds similar.
0: U-S-P-S. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, this is also slightly topical. Post oh. Postal service. <laughs> you know what? It is. <laughs> Under attack.
1: It is topical, which oh, is... Oh, no. ...in the worst way possible. I mean, Topical.
0: Kind of. Yeah, a little bit.
1: No, it's, it's bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I meant like it's kind of topical. Like... Like the episode doesn't really deal with what's well, no, going it on. doesn't. Obviously not, but <laughs> we're talking
1: about the the postal service here, and right about going postal, uh, going postal. <laughs> Don't go postal, guys.
0: Hey, everybody! Uh, welcome back to the Rewatch Podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Aaron,
1: and I'm the other, Brooke.
0: Not, not not specific. She's not the other one. I am the other one. No, no, no. She's one of the hosts and I am one of the. Neither one is the other one.
1: It makes sense structurally in a sentence.
0: To say the other one? Yeah. Well, you know, some might take that as you being the other one.
1: The other one. That's how I view myself. It's N- fine.
0: It's not true though. <laughs> you, you make most of the show.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I try. Anyways. I do my best.
0: Before we get started here, I just wanted to say if you guys enjoy the show at all, please follow us or subscribe on whatever you are listening to this podcast on, and then also maybe leave a rating if that's an option the yes. hi- the highest one preferably
1: the highest of ratings, please. Oh, yeah, only re- the highest. I, re- I, re- I request only the highest. Only of ratings? the
0: highest quality of Thank ratings.
1: You. Yes,
0: and then you can also uh, follow us on social media at TRW Pod on Instagram. Or alternative bird podcasts on Facebook, which is where we'll post about this show or our other show, the way the pod goes, which is like our chip Posty show.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is anything there. And then we also have a Patreon that you can hop on for as little as a dollar and at most at the moment, $5. Because, you know, we want to grow our audience and grow our affluence. So we can get a camera.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you can see our faces.
0: Right, we feel like it'd be really cool and a way to um get more people interested in us if we could have you know our stuff on other platforms, including like YouTube.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's the dream.
0: Growing.
1: That's the dream. One day. Growing. Yeah.
0: But right. for right now, this episode, uh, and in this show currently, we are covering, as the title says, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. And we're, in, we're covering the whole show. And we're in season two. And today we're covering season two, episode eight, Uspice.
1: This was written by Brian Reich and directed by Ken Whittingham. Brian Reich? Okay, no. That's not what we're <laughs> doing right now. That is not what we're doing. Oh, okay. 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 No.
0: <laughs> All right. So the open, like, the cold open to this episode, no one showed up to Scully's birthday party.
1: Oh, so sad. <laughs>
0: he's the he's the like the sweet dumb one out of the two.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> y- you think, yeah.
0: Right. And everyone gave an excuse when confronted about it. And after feeling bad about it as a group, the squad decided to give him $20 each with uh Holt covering Jake. <laughs> $20. Jake's $20. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and Jake's just like, uh, and Holt's like, yes, I'll cover you.
1: So financially <laughs> responsible.
0: Uh, uh, After giving him the money, Hitchcock and Scully sneer and call them fools. Yeah, As it turns out,
1: like I don't know if they say fools exactly, but it's something that to that effect. I,
0: I think know. I think Scully said uh, I think um Hitchcock was like the fools.
1: Yeah, it, probably. Oh I don't know. God. I don't know if I remembered that right.
0: But it wasn't Scully's birthday at all, and they just scammed him out of a bunch of money.
1: They just just scammed them, like, entirely. Oh, no. How rude. They're they're
0: using the not care about when Scully's birthday is to their advantage.
1: That's such a good idea. I kind of want to use that. Not that I will, but I kind of want to use that. Also, what?
0: I don't think I could, because I don't think anybody at my work would get me a present for my birthday. <laughs> or show up to a birthday party. Oh, no.
1: No one from mine would get me anything or show up for anything. No, no, no.
0: Also, I don't want them to get me anything.
1: I want money. <laughs> Can I have money? From anybody. <laughs> Can I have money? uh and then you just said earlier how scully is like the more like innocent out of the two or like the sweetest like the sweeter one out of the out of the two
0: right but he was the crutch of this whole scam he's like
1: yeah he's a part of the scam i'm sure this was hitchcock's brainchild probably probably knowing him but yeah let's jump into a synopsis real quick what happened what happened so while attempting to catch a drug dealer for the task force Jake and Charles reluctantly join forces with the nerdy lead investigator at the U.S. Postal Service. Meanwhile, the rest of the team tries to help Amy quit smoking.
0: Right, they just really want to recruit a drug dealer for this task force.
1: Yes, they... <laughs> it says catch, Aaron. <laughs> no, they're obviously not recruiting anybody.
0: You know when you get somebody like in a relationship, it's called, you know, it's real catch there. It's a real
1: catch there. <laughs> wow. So... This is um this is a fun episode because we get a guest appearance from oh god what's his name
0: <laughs> I don't know
1: Ed Helms duh okay <laughs> I don't know actor um, names yeah I think it's Ed Hel- Ed Helms something like that Ed if you will Ed and uh, yeah he's in the Hangover series uh the movie series and then The Office of course and that's really fun because he. In the office, he plays somebody to, like, a similar effect where it's just he's, like, annoying and just too much, like, a lot. A kinda, lot to deal with. Kind of
0: insufferable.
1: A little insufferable.
0: Where instead of talking about Cornell, now he's talking about <laughs> the Auspice.
1: And it's, like, the same character where, like, he kind of sabotages things a little bit or, like, or self-sabotaging even.
0: Right. He's, like, I don't know, for a while in this episode you think, like, Oh, this guy seems like he's in on it.
1: Yeah, he seems like, but he's just a, a bumbling idiot. <laughs> he's he's actually not because I thought the same thing too. Rewatching it, I was like, wait a second, is he is he like in on this?
0: Right, it almost seemed like shady, but really he just like he's just felt a like ass. his manhood was under attack and he wanted to be in yeah, charge. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's he's just a dumbass, and he <laughs> feels like the U.S. Postal Service is like it, like the equivalent of like a police force, you know? Right. It's got that kind of power. Better than the police force. because Because
0: they're, they're a federal agency. They're a
1: federal agency. And yeah. So that's this character. Uh, he He's in here quite a lot. And I find him very entertaining. I thought his mm-hmm. uh, his uh, back and forth with Jake in particular was great. Because, I mean, they're both hilarious and great actors as they yeah. are. And so they were able to like, play off of each other. And because they're both like quite doofy in their own <laughs> ways, right? And so just to see like two kind of like doofs. <laughs> <Too> <laughs> but what ho- doofs? Yeah, butt a little bit. Doof. It's, and doof. it's- <laughs> the only word I can think of is like, like doofs, you know. I don't really know. They're not idiots, but they're just like a little derpy.
0: Phineas and Ferb just ruined my ruined me for doof.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> and so let's go into this episode as a whole discussion points topics questions whatever whatever we have here and so the task force thing is continuing and so is the pressure of that uh-huh. we have Rosa in charge and it seems to me that it's you know it's it's obvious that she's feeling the pressure uh, you, you knowing know. how important that it is to Holt
0: yeah she's definitely like very like kind of high strung like yeah. this whole episode
1: she's, she's high strung but like not to a point where she's letting it show, like, too much. You know what I mean? Like, she's obviously a little bit different, but you don't know if that's just, like, her leadership style or if she's just like, all right, quick, go, go, go. Like, just yeah. get this done.
0: Yeah, I feel like... um and uh, since since we've watched the show once through already and we're p- pretty familiar with the character yeah it, it, it's probably pretty easy for us to tell when she's on edge yeah but, she's a like, little bit on edge here if you were watching this for the first time and which I think, we aren't because this is the rewatch podcast right but like you you can like see i don't know you can kind of see through her like stone faces. yeah
1: we have a deeper understanding of who she is as a person and like how she functions as a character um a lot of her soft points and whatever and uh, yeah, to us, it's obvious, but I think for everyone else, it's not obvious. And I think that she's doing a good job, of, like not letting it show to yeah, others. Yeah. Um, except later on, we'll see when that does crack a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, she kind of covers it up a, lo- a lot and is just kind of pushing everyone to like get this done. And she's not also not letting it affect her decision making. So yeah. she's like quite precise. She's very much like, I want this done and this done and this done. And she's like in charge. Right. Like it's, she's in charge.
0: She's exactly what, what Terry said she would be when he recommended her to lead the task force. Exactly. Which is like no bullshit. She it's, knows. She is. Yeah. She knows what needs to be done, what she wants done.
1: She's very clear about it. And yeah, I thought that this really demonstrated the qualities of her leadership, like a lot. This is, this is her as a leader. And, um, it's a good leader. She's a good, you know, she's a good leader. Is I a, think so.
0: This is a very interesting work situation. Yeah. Where they have, like, like each and every one of them are on, like, the same level besides, you know, Terry and Holt. Right. But, mm-hmm. like, they each have their own turns being in charge being on in char- different occasions. Yeah.
1: I was actually just going to bring that up as well. Uh, because it it's it's something you hear in the workforce where it's, like, given the opportunity would you be able to step up and be a leader like what what are your leadership kind of qualities uh, and it's yeah. like I don't really know but like that does happen in work workplaces but it happens more so here for sure like, right
0: they're all on the same level because but they
1: have like you know uh, things they the, have to do
0: yeah depending on the situation like different one of them different different people have like I don't know I guess a better handling of different situations
1: yeah yeah
0: and like you know how we? I think we said this when the task force was first introduced, but you would think like, oh, Amy. First thought in terms of like who's the most like, I don't know, like responsible and right. ready for the task person probably be Amy because she's like you diligent, know, diligent, yeah, very good at her work. Right. But you know, since this is such like a tense situation, they were like. Who has like the strongest demeanor, and who has like you know the most like let's get this done attitude, and that's Rosa.
1: Definitely. she doesn't have
0: time to wait around. She wants stuff done.
1: Yeah, she cracks the whip. She's yeah, one hundred percent, Aaron. You're right. Um, I was also gonna make another point. I totally forgot. What is this brain fog that I'm having lately?
0: You know what? Sometimes, sometimes, uh, the oh. air pressure uh, I, okay, causes. Hang on, I got it. It's fine. It's, <laughs> fine. it's fine. I was gonna explain fog.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> um now he's lost it again thank you aaron oh no
0: god <laughs> okay it was my fault
1: god aaron okay moving on whatever i cl- <laughs> i clearly can't think or articulate right now um let's move on to what amy is up to she is trying to quit smoking oh, after hiding it from teddy for so long she's been somehow somehow covering it up that's quite impossible.
0: Also, Teddy, her boyfriend, if anyone's forgotten, he hasn't been brought up in a couple episodes.
1: Yeah, I think he's like a little hard to forget. Fucking <laughs> fucking nerd. I'm kidding. Pilsners. Um, yeah, so she's been hiding it by like blowing it out the window and like spraying perfume on herself and, and That
0: was straight up Febreze that Febreze. she put in her mouth. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's I mean, I've I've been around people that smoked and And people, especially that have smoked indoors, and that shit does not leave.
0: No, that I I was friends with people that smoked like in high school, and when I lived with my parents, I
1: lived with a person for a a tiny bit that smoked.
0: Yeah, so I know (laughs) it's like like even if you're not like if you're around it even. Like I would go to concerts and come home, and my jacket would smell like smoke. It smell
1: like smoke, right? That it's like that's the shittiest thing. It 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 just clings on to everything.
0: Right, and so it's like pretty amazing that Amy's been able to hide it from him. I know, it... especially since uh, Teddy is also like a weird, inquisitive person, just like Amy is.
1: I'm am not quite sure how she pulled it off, but she did, and uh, here we are. So. She is trying to quit smoking and I thought this, when I first watched this episode and this came up, I found it so surprising because Amy doesn't seem to have like these like detrimental flaws, if you know what I mean. Like this is like a like a pretty significant thing, like smoking is bad for your health and all that.
0: Right. And like otherwise, she is definitely the person that kind of almost picture perfectly has her self image put together.
1: And you think like she would be the person that's like a I don't know, like anti drug in high school, right?
0: Right. Like she was like the captain of like the like dads yes. against drunk drivers or yes. something.
1: Yeah, something like that. And so it's it's so like it contrasts so much with who she is and this yeah this image that she's built. Right. And it's it's so it's surprising.
0: And, well, it's definitely surprising to everyone else also. Because I remember, is. I forget if this is, I feel like this isn't the first time we found out about this.
1: I feel like she mentioned it before. Yeah, but like stress like, smoking. It's like, yeah, it was only like when she's stressed out, right? Yeah, and, and people
0: we, were surprised to hear that also. Because they were yeah. like, what? You?
1: Yeah, but like, it's like a problem now. Or yeah. it seems to be more of like an addiction than it is like a once when I'm stressed out kind of thing it's like an actual addiction now it right. seems like it's gone a little bit deeper and so it, yeah it's it's surprising um, but like at the on the same coin it does make sense because we just mentioned how she gets stressed out and with how much pressure she puts on herself like you she has to have an outlet of some kind unfortunately this is her way of coping with stress and that's bad
0: right a little bit of a, a little bit of a nicotine high
1: yeah you yeah, know i mean she has to like take the edge off somehow and that's how she does it right because she's, it was, she's like, constantly
0: <laughs> putting the edge on herself by she like is. making making herself like <laughs> responsible almost like i guess that's that's kind of her like real detrimental flaw
1: 100 percent, which yeah. is
0: like putting too much responsibility on herself
1: right because no one else is doing this holt isn't like you know slapping her desk being like be better or something like that she's the one that's always like just i don't know like so tightly wound
0: yeah it's a really it's a really tough thing to i don't know to like wrap your head around as like if you're a person that does that because like Mm -hmm. it's a thing of like yes you can always be better But that doesn't mean that you should be, like, shaming yourself for not being that way now. And just
1: stressing yourself out 24-7. Right. It's not necessary, and, yeah, unfortunately for her, it manifested into this smoking addiction.
0: Right, which is now trying to kick, to try and hide it from Teddy. Which, you know, it's not exactly the right reason to be doing that but you know it's bad anyways so
1: yeah and so this is a psa uh don't smoke don't do that don't pick one up and be like "Mm, i just want to try one or like maybe this will help me stress like just don't because like this is a character that seems to have probably picked it up like just being like i gotta like i'm stressed out let me just try this once yeah everybody just devolved. everybody
0: i know and have met that smokes is always like I wish I never did this. <laughs> right. Because it's,
1: it's extremely addicting. and Right. Um, even with, you know, Amy seems to have so much willpower. Even she is, like, suffering from this.
0: Right. Because, you know, addictions are a chemical dependence. They are. They They can also be, in some cases, a mental block that's happening. Mm-hmm. But in the case of cigarettes, it's a chemical dependence.
1: It is. And so... Later on in the episode, uh, there are, well, throughout the episode with Amy, there are three attempts to try and get her to, uh, I guess, not turn to smoking when she needs some sort of a relief, right?
0: Right. Have, so, like, alternative outlets.
1: That's oh, Alternative outlets, yes. And so Terry tries to get her, her to dunk her head into, like, an ice bucket of water, and Holt was like, well... Go for like a jog with me and that'll that'll help you exercise really clears the mind.
0: Endorphins.
1: Endorphins all that and and then Gina tried to do meditation for right. her. And so all of these ended up not working. Mm-hmm. She ends up like just smoking right after. <laughs> yeah. Or during. So it doesn't work. She is quite addicted and I don't know the time span of these attempts. I I totally forget. Like, if
0: I think it's, well, we don't know because it's also taking place in between the events of the like USPA stuff, which yeah, seems which to be I, taking a couple days.
1: It's, I think it's a couple of days uh, of this going on. Yeah. And so she just can't, she can't kick it. So she gives up on trying to quit. After these at three attempts, uh, these these failed attempts, I guess. Right. And that's when it is evidently a problem at this point. hmm And luckily, Holt is... He actually cares, you know? He cares about her, and he talks her through it a bit and even demonstrates how one can break habit by, like... He uses a hanging preposition. Is that what that was?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Something like that. He... he breaks a grammar rule. He's very much not someone that does that. He he has to use correct grammar all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And so he's he's doing that. He's like dem- he's demonstrating something. He's like making a point. And I thought that this was really nice, a nice moment because this is a serious issue of hers and Holt is taking up this thing of being her mentor. And he's obviously growing to care for her well-being as a person. Yeah, and that's that's nice compared to you know the the first several episodes where it was just like oh god like this girl is like kind of a lot, <laughs> you know like she you know, she wants she wants me to mentor her and but she's you know he, he's growing to care for her and right. we do see it and this is a point where we really see that. So. Yeah,
0: and um, it reminded me of um. At the beginning of the episode, how this whole subject was introduced, which was like a real kind of like shocking event of like Holt was like, "Hey, I, I'm I think I'm gonna need you to come in for a couple hours this weekend," right? And then she like goes like, "Oh my god, again! Can you give me a break?" And like every like Terry and Gina and Holt are all like, "Okay, yeah," because she
1: never ever speaks to Holt that way, right? Ever and also never. like
0: hearing someone just talk like that to a superior that's like wow okay yeah you know it, it's
1: up. it's so out of character for her that it's it's altering her mood right. so much and and it's, it's it's putting her more on edge when she's not smoking so it's like it's like a vicious cycle mm-hmm. of her stress where it's like she gets more stressed out by not having it and so she goes and she smokes and then like, it, and then she'll end up smoking more and more. Like, it's it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so don't do it. <laughs> That's all I gotta say, don't do it.
0: But yeah, it's definitely, it shows that, like, like you said, at, in the, like, the first couple episodes, like, you know, season one, when they were, like, getting used to each other. Right. Holt, If that would have happened then, Holt would have been like, all right, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, right. I'm not dealing with this. Like, yeah. Like, this I- disrespect. But now he knows her better, and he's like, this is very out of the ordinary yeah for like her. something's up with her something's obviously troubling
1: yeah something's wrong
0: and she explains you know and it's immediately gone but
1: yeah you know,
0: is it, it really shows the uh, the good relationship that they have uh, built with each other
1: it is it's it's nice and it, it warms my heart honestly it's sweet and so let's go on to the other side of the story what's going on here
0: it's kind of funny actually what um, We... I feel like we have. I mean, we're only like a little under halfway through the episode, but like we spent like so much time talking about what's supposed to be the B side. Yeah, of the, well, like of the sm- plot.
1: Smoking is a fucking important topic. So right, <laughs> it's a real struggle that lots of it people is. deal with. And it's something to talk about with Amy's, like, mental health and, and her, what's going on with her. It's it's a lot to talk about, for sure, mm-hmm. um, versus, like, more of the, I don't know.
0: I guess the it's the kind of, like, main story plot.
1: Yeah, it's main story plot. It's more surface level than it is, like, with what's a- what Amy's going through. Yeah. But we are going to talk about some um, emotional stuff with the other side of the story. hmm Real quick. All right, let's go into it. Yeah. So... This guy, uh, Jack Donger—that's his <laughs> name. So that's the, uh, that's the. What was he? The lead investigator
0: at the United States Invest uh, United Postal something. Something I forget. He calls
1: it Usbiss. <laughs> He's a giant nerd, and just throughout the episode, he really gets on Jake's nerves, particularly where, uh, at a point where he like really fucks up catching a guy
0: yeah yeah they were at the mailbox and they found the bags of like the drug they were looking for in there and they're like sweet like this is it right and then they catch a guy walking towards the mailbox with a bag that looks exactly like the ones they just found yes and then jake's like oh fuck like go get that guy so then jake goes to try and run after him but jack is like On the ground. (laughs) Jack tries to start running after him as well, but his key, which is attached to his belt, is still in the mailbox yeah so he can't run and then he like grabs onto jake's leg because he's like no you need to help me get out of here so we can both go after him because this is our investigation not just yeah yours.
1: whereas it could have been like i'm fine go after him like right but he's he's being a donger he, <laughs> he took a it he took dong. it he
0: took it personally yes and, and took it as like jake was cutting him out of you know the like getting the app the apprehension Yes. No, what's the word?
1: Yeah, sure that. I don't know. Apprehending. Yeah, the guy apprehending. That's it.
0: And like prevented it and and the guy got away because right. he, he literally grappled onto his
1: leg. Yeah, he's he prevented him from uh getting this guy. And so it's at that point and then forward where Jake ends up really not trusting Jack's judgment like at all. I wouldn't. And yeah, you he he reaches a point where he He doesn't want to follow orders from this guy anymore. And even though he was ordered to follow orders, he kind of strays away from Jack's plan, which was to, like, wait out, like, a week at the the mailboxes. Right,
0: just do stakeouts to see if they go back.
1: But Jake was like, listen... I, I, I've i dealt with drug guys. Once they, once they know you're onto them, they burn everything. So this is that you're not going to get anything else out of right, sitting and waiting.
0: He's like, they're not going to go back to yeah, those you mailboxes. have to like,
1: you have to really like take charge and go. Um, because once they like, once they smell it, it's like, they're like, Oh,
0: right. Um,
1: and so then Jake ends up, he ends up taking classified information without the authorization or like the, the go ahead to do so. Mm hmm and cause that's when Jack like left his computer classified uspice information USPIS information yeah and so he pretty much stole that information and then he goes and gets the guy i believe
0: yeah he he yeah. finds they, they it was the classified information was a list of names of people yeah. who were responsible for like removing like the keys for like the mailboxes that were be using, being used for that like uh, drug thing right And like one of those guys' names, they went to the apartment. They were like, "Hey, police!" The dude opens the door, immediately shuts it. Yeah, they're like, "That's the guy."
1: Yeah, they knew that was the guy. So they got they got a guy, and Rosa ends up getting really angry about this because Jack is angry when he finds this out.
0: Right, because Jake basically went over his head when they were supposed to be partners in this.
1: Yeah, so he didn't follow Jack's plan at all. And he ended up well. Jake ended up disobeying leadership, and at that point, he ended up costing the task force the case entirely because USPIS was like, "We're taking this now. Like, like right, all of the, all of this is going to us now."
0: Right? Because J- J- Jack was basically like, "All right." He, he was uh, pissed.
1: He was going to get get the ta- the case taken from them. Mm-hmm. He was like on his way to do so, and so. Oh god, this this scene is like it's it's uh, I don't know how to describe it because it's not sad, but like it kind of hits me in the feels a little bit. Um because Rosa like tells Jake that he can't just do whatever he wants even though they're friends. Like she's outwardly hurt by this. Right,
0: she's like, "What? Just because you're friends, you you think you can like do what you want? Like you have to do what I say. I'm in charge."
1: Yeah, and when she like breaks the news that, you know, the task force gets nothing, she's like so thank you for that, friend. And she's like, right. there's like a crack in her voice. Like, she's like sad. Like, she's like upset. Yeah. Because this was a lot of fucking pressure on her to, to get this done right. And and Jake was like, because he is, you know, so tight with Rosa, he was like, I can just kind of do whatever I want and she won't yell at me. Right? Like that. That's- right.
0: Or at least he he felt like there wouldn't be as much retribution because really mm-hmm. he was right. He was, he was right. He was absolutely. He also correct. thought
1: that maybe Rosa would be like, "Okay, that makes sense." Like, mm-hmm. you know, he thought maybe Rosa would agree with him. But but really, what it was was Jake was just completely not listening to her and like not listening to her orders, even though he he thought to himself like maybe she'll probably agree with this decision. He decided on his own to like disobey her. Right. If that makes sense. Like like as a leader, he disrespected her.
0: Yeah, and what could have been like what this all could have been avoided kind of like I don't know. I I feel like also that since Rosa's under a lot of pressure, she kind of upped the cracking the whip.
1: Yes. a bit. Mm-hmm.
0: And she could have more so explained like the situation maybe of like why we need to wait this out because I bet she probably had on her mind I don't want this to get taken Away from the task force. Yeah, they she probably to... was thinking about that. Yes. And that's why she was like, We have to work with him. Yeah. But, but instead all Jake heard was there's no reason for me to be working with this guy other than this guy I wants to be worked with.
1: Yeah, he is clearly very annoyed throughout the episode and she keeps telling him, like, you have to just keep working with him and you have to. Like this is this is an order you have to. Right. And he ends up just being like, Meh, like you know whatever like mm-hmm. she'll get it she don't, she'll understand but but really it's such a different case and that it's 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 a high stakes case right now like this is yeah. this task force there's a lot riding on this and
0: there's another federal agency involved yeah it, it's just he uh, didn't
1: he didn't think through the consequences too entirely
0: right which that's part of his i guess um still kind of his like childish way of thinking so good not thinking about consequences mm -hmm.
1: good segue good segue because i was just going to talk about jake's childlike qualities
0: i just did that by accident
1: good job (laughs) (laughs) and so right jake is childlike in many ways and Mm -hmm. that includes not thinking through uh his actions and like what the possible consequences could be um but also he he's childlike, but uh, the and, uh, those qualities end up making him seem like immature, and it's it makes it easy for others to call him immature. But like, I in my opinion, I don't think he's entirely immature or no. is like or is an immature person. That because... would
0: that would make him like unqualified for his position. Which right. He well, is not. he would be
1: insufferable if so. Right. If he was if he was an actual immature person, because
0: like Jack Tonger.
1: Like Jack Donger, um, he's immature because Jake knows then when Rosa breaks the news to him and like scolds him and everything and is like, you fucking idiot. um, He knows he screwed up and he tries to right the wrong and right. he actually does.
0: Yeah, he goes and he apologizes to Jack and he's like, I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about that. He even sits and listens to like the history of uspice for like Woo! God knows how long.
1: That is so, that seemed like so boring. And uh,
0: that ended up like, you know, having like more communication because I feel like another reason that Jack was so on the defense about his own strategy was because Jake was kind of trying to tell him what he needed to do instead of speaking to him like, hey, you know, this is kind of like what I think we should do. Like, what do you think about this? Like instead of negotiating, Jake was kind of trying to dole out orders him. Right. Where when he's
1: supposed to be following his orders.
0: Or, like, at least have, like, a, a partner-ish relationship. Right. Instead of, like, Jake trying to just take the reins.
1: I see. Yeah. He tried to kind of pull a power move. Right. And <laughs> some... In some- <laughs> time there uh at the beginning but yeah
0: and then but when jake went and apologized mm-hmm. and like you know it was like hey i'm sorry i realize i was like overreaching here right like jack was immediately like you know started to work with him and he was like hey you were kind of right like
1: yeah and it's it's interesting how kind of weirdly similar they are because Jack was like furious when this happened and it it seemed like you know like a bridge that was burned but then Jake and goes and apologizes and then he's just kind of like all right I accept your apology and then he starts talking about the fucking history of the Uspis, and and he's like an excited child it's like it's 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 a little bit wholesome and like innocent
0: yeah it's it's kind of they're both very similar in the way that they they're childish in the sense that their emotions are not always in check. Yeah. So, like, they had a cool-down period, came back, and their heads were clearer, and they were able to communicate better with each other.
1: Do I make an offensive joke and be like, "Ah, white men? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Their
0: emotions Uh, are not... What do you mean? I don't get what I want immediately. What do you
1: mean? I'm gonna lose my mind.
0: I'm not in charge.
1: How dare you? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's that. That's the entire thing. Um, they end up working it out, and the task force like is a, is a success, right? Like the yeah, they go actually... in
0: and they like bust like a bunch of guys in a dingy warehouse.
1: Yeah, Jack Donger gets knocked out.
0: He knocks himself out. On he knocks the, himself out while running head, in. Which. Relatable. Honestly, though, it's really funny, but it's also impossible because I saw the, the doorway and he could not have hit his head on it.
1: Maybe he jumped like Mario.
0: <laughs> he jumped. He was like Mario. Was psyching, he, I could see it psyching himself like, up, Doo! and he like jumps into the room and hits his head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's actually hilarious.
0: Also, uh, not not to like, I don't know, bring it down or anything. Right. but Rosa went in there with a shotgun and didn't use it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I'm just like okay a couple of those people would be dead right <laughs> like
1: like right like that right i don't know i don't know much about guns but here we are
0: i mean just from <laughs> breaking bad alone
1: breaking bad <laughs> <laughs> right
0: and also like just hearing about i don't know the history of like pablo escobar like they just like they just fucking shoot people so like yeah i don't know it's it's just funny how um the real aspects of law enforcement get very toned down in this show.
1: You know, that is a great point because that ties into everything we talked about, how this show is trying to pick up the responsibility now of of showing, like, the true horrors that go on with the abuse of power with police force, with, with the police in general. Right. Um, and, like, it's very much watered down. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's not we, we have we have good characters. That's just what it is. we have. We have gen like like genuinely good as in their hearts are good characters and they have right. moral compasses and all that. And so that's what they're that's what they've decided was like, that's the show. Like they're just they're good cops.
0: And they do have multiple run ins with. With With, corruption, with corruption and bad comps, and like uh, racial tensions and sexist tensions and homophobic Mm -hmm. tensions, like they bring up all those issues because you need to. Yes. Like Uh, you can't you can't ignore those things. Well,
1: you know, even though it's fiction, it can't all be like sunshine and whatever, and pretending that like this this area of of work is all good and no bad happens here right Mm -hmm. even though it's obviously like you know criminals and shit but like these people the people that are are the ones enforcing the law like there's there's shit that goes on there yeah and so yeah but seemingly they are hopefully going to shine more of a spotlight on the present issues but we'll see that's that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> I forget what you even mentioned that brought that into it.
0: Oh, just that like Rosa went in with a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> into into a drug bust. And
1: how? Yeah, it is it is watered down. Uh, the, and basically used it as a baton. Yeah, the, the brutality of the police are toned down for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. uh, some jokes. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that felt Segway. like the same.
0: Like there's like shows I listen. There's a bunch of like podcasts that I listen to where it's about like murder and like people like dying, and it's always like, and now we're funny again. Uh, and they some like jokes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want know, some jokes, guys?
0: It's really like, man, th- this show, un- unknowingly, we've kind of aligned ourselves with the same attitude with uh, the true crime boom oh, of the podcasts. Yeah, in that like people want to know about these horrible things, but they don't want to just be sad and upset the whole time. Right, so. <laughs> right, right. And now, like, comedy cop show has kind of turned into that as well.
1: Yes, it has. So jokes. Jokes. Uh, Rosa, she's talking about a dog. She gets, says, get a new dog. That dog is an idiot. Oh. A dog's an idiot.
0: Oh, poor doggy. Get, dog.
1: <laughs> get a new dog. I wouldn't want to get a new dog. It's My dog.
0: Oh my God, that's my dog.
1: My dog. <laughs> Why is the
0: dog an idiot? What did it do? And
1: then the dog like sat down and was like <laughs> It was like sad dog yeah, they, noises. Like, played
0: a soundbite over it that was like disappointed dog.
1: Disappointed dog. <laughs> and then Jake saying, I'm gonna push you up like a Brazier.
0: It's oh uh, yeah, like the whole the whole thing of that, he was like, I'm gonna He's like, I'm going to help you out, Rosa. I'm going to hold you up like a bra. And then she was like, what? And he was like, I mean like a brassiere, which is an entirely different than a bra.
1: Entirely <laughs> different. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing at all. Not as awkward. Uh, Jack Donger, he refuses to use email and uh, seems to only communi- communicate by mail. Right. Uh, he, he-, he says that email has unemployed hundreds of his coworkers and all that.
0: Right, he was like, how would you feel if they replaced your uh, police officers with buddy r- robots cops? And, and Jake and Charles were like, uh, that would be awesome. And Charles was like, the robot has a little basket that I could sit in.
1: <laughs> that brings up some character knowledge that I wrote down. Jake has actually thought about what would it would be like to work with a robo- RoboCop. That's important. <laughs> yes. He thought about it. And he's even dropped sketches. Yeah. It's important to know. we got to know that Jake has dropped sketches of RoboCop.
0: Well, obviously, with Jake's love of everything of, like, 80s action movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, uh, um, oh, God, what is that movie called? Die Hard. Die Hard, yes. And, the and Christmas movie. I right. was like, of course he's seen RoboCop. Of, of
1: course, course he has. Um, also, Jack thinks going postal is a positive phrase, and then he, like, gives a very awkward laugh after I, saying that.
0: I think that was kind of proof that he knows it's not, but he's trying to reclaim it.
1: He, I think that's what it is, too. He's trying to he's erase the history it. of going postal. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. A, a negative thing associated with the post office? Oh fucking no. And
0: then, of course, like later on when when like one of his coworkers walked into his office and he was like, hey, Dave went postal and brought bagels in. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> he he went, what now? He went postal. He
1: what now? <laughs> Excuse me? And then this last bit, Aaron, what does that say? What what is this quote by Holt?
0: I'm in a state of total euphoria.
1: <laughs> is he? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> With the most like deadpan expression. I'm in a state
0: of total euphoria.
1: He's so matter-of-fact.
0: Yeah, and it's it's funny cuz uh even in that moment, Amy like looks at him like, "Huh, oh, are you?"
1: Are you? <laughs> are you? Are, are are you? I can't tell.
0: <laughs> I, I I I don't know about that.
1: We never know. We just never know for sure. (laughs) Let's jump into some Boyleisms because those are always important. When he's talking about Ben Franklin to, like, Jack Donger and Jake, uh, he goes, did you know that he helped uh, popularize Parmesan cheese? And then Jack (laughs) Donger, he, like, already knows this. And Boyle is, like, surprised and kind of offended. I don't know why he's, like, he's, like, he's startled.
0: Right. It's because, like, yeah, Jack was saying that, like, um ben franklin helped found the postal service yeah and jack said that that was his greatest accomplishment Mm -hmm. which you know some people might say electricity or helping found america right right but uh, but then instead of any of those things charles objects because he helped popularize parmesan cheese
1: i mean i agree I uh, fucking I love knew, Parmesan cheese. Uh, yeah, I immediately
0: <laughs> like thought, of, looked at you as soon as he said Parmesan me. cheese. I was like, brook, me, Brooke. But and yeah, <laughs>
1: he like already knew it.
0: He was like, he, he was like, yeah, I know. And I dis and and I and I still say that the postal service is better than Parmesan cheese. And then oh, Boyle's like,
1: yeah, he's offended. Oh my god! At that point, he's offended. You
0: malign the Parmesan?
1: How dare you? Yeah, because Boyle is like a low key chef.
0: Yeah, he's like a hobbyist chef.
1: Yeah. And then in reference to Jake, he says, I honestly think you are the greatest man who ever lived.
0: I forget what he said.
1: He is the biggest simp. (laughs) (laughs) My God. The biggest simp.
0: It's almost like, okay, wait. Who is a bigger simp? Boyle for Jake or Dwight for Michael?
1: That's a whole (laughs) podcast debate and I don't want to get into it. We don't
0: have time for that? The, the thing is,
1: oh no, actually it can be proven. Um, I think. Has Boyle ever betrayed Jake?
0: Um like there's
1: a there have been times where he's like, kind of kind of gone against him, but like Dwight no. has Dwight has dead ass betrayed Michael before. Like dead ass.
0: Well, if you if you recall. Yeah. Boyle had to be kidnapped in order to stop him from ruining the Halloween That's heist. True. For Jake.
1: That's true, because he would not have gone along with it. And yep. so as we go through this, I want to make a mental note and be like, is there any point in which he's shown any kind of disloyalty? Because I don't think so. I think Dwight is kind of a bigger asshole in that way.
0: Right. Dwight he's a simp a... for
1: Michael only because he's the manager, not because he likes him as a person. Right,
0: because he, I don't know, in some respects, respects authority.
1: he he he, it's like a it's like a switch on it in his mind right where he he can't really turn that off it's like if that person's in authority like an an authority position then he respects them automatically almost right even though he's like kind of like disrespectful to michael behind his back but like to his face he's respectful
0: right he although like michael does like well, if you want to go to well, the final well, to, to well, like, when he like cries when Michael like shows up to his wife. <laughs> oh no, like like Dwight really does like love that guy.
1: He he does. It's so weird. It's it's a weird love hate relationship because
0: because for some reason like if Dwight has any chance to seize power in any way, he's like he like runs with it and steamrolls over anybody who stops him. That's the thing,
1: yeah, and. You know, he. I think Dwight does end up like loving Michael as a person. Uh, it's just that, like you said, when when he has a chance to like when he betrays Michael, when he has a chance to try and assume power in any way, he he. It really goes to his head. Like it's it's like a weird thing with his head.
0: Right. Whereas Boyle, there were moments. I th- I believe there's you know, multiple times throughout the series where. Boyle has to like keep something from Jake and he just absolutely fails at it. He immediately has to chill Jake.
1: Remember when Charles was chosen for the one force, like it was like a different force.
0: Oh yeah. It was like some other, like, I think it was like a task, another task force
1: force or something. And he didn't tell Jake that he was offered it because like, he He was going
0: to turn it down.
1: He was going to turn it down. So that because, Jake could have it. Yeah. Like, that's not something Dwight would do. No. No. Anyway, this is this is a whole other topic.
0: Boyle, boil big biggest simp.
1: The biggest simp. Biggest simp on television. I, I think so. That's my opinion. <laughs> let us know if you disagree. Tell us <laughs> who, your opinion. Who the big simp? Who's the biggest simp? <laughs> is <laughs> please, there someone
0: we're leaving out of this conversation? Please
1: let us know. Yeah, tell us who else is a simp. And then... Let's go into uh when they are busting down the door of that uh the one guy, one suspect. Mm-hmm. Um Boyle busts it down himself. He he actually does it. And then he's so hyped up about it that when the guy like raises his arms, like hands. Right, it, like put your hands in the air. Yeah, he like Boyle him, he like, high hands, fives him. Like both hands <laughs> double high fives him.
0: Jake's like Boyle, that's the bad guy. You don't do that. He's so
1: confused. He's and like, Boyle, "What the fuck?" Boyle
0: was like, "Oh, right. Yes,
1: that's not the, it. that's not really what they do normally." Sorry, sorry, <laughs> didn't mean it. Uh, Boyle also licked old glue and said it. It tasted like a horse lollipop. I really that's, hate. I hate that with all my heart.
0: Oh, uh, why does he know what horses taste like?
1: I don't like it. Uh, you know that makes sense. He he likes all kinds of different no. foods and no. Horse penis, probably. I don't know. No. I just want to say horse penis. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So Linetti spaghetti. Let's. What what did uh, Miss Linetti do this this uh, episode? She like refers to herself as the shaman when trying to help Amy. <laughs> she's the shaman. Is oh she though? Gosh. Is that appropriation? That's appropriation, right? Uh, I
0: don't know. But also like when they're doing the meditation, like she's like, I am a strong confident woman. <gasps> I love and that. And then like Terry and Holt don't say that and she's like I don't hear everybody. And yeah. like makes them makes them say, And Holt is like I am a str- strong con- confident woman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they don't know how to even go along with this. Uh also she claims that she once had a shopping addiction, which is just no surprise. She's like, "Ah, oh, yes, let me reveal this to you." I think she probably still has one.
0: Uh, yeah. But also, remember how financially responsible she is.
1: True. It just, she strikes me as somebody that has a shopping addiction, but maybe she controls it a little more than she used to. I know Mm. I have Mm. to.
0: Yes, I used to buy many things.
1: I also used to buy many of things. I still do. (laughs) 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 I have a problem. Character knowledge, let's go into some character knowledge. Let's go into what they used to be addicted to, the other characters. Mm. So Terry, he used to be overweight because he had a Food addiction, he calls it.
0: Oh my god. Uh, seeing uh fat Terry Jeffers break the glass on the front oh door of a convenience store.
1: That is a powerful man. Goodness. Yeah,
0: yeah he had muscle under there all along.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Straight up.
0: But also like the way they like made him up to yeah. be like fat Terry, he had no neck.
1: Yeah, they gave him no neck. <laughs> they they made like the It's
0: like his head was grafted to his shoulders. <laughs>
1: No neck, <laughs> love that. that's so funny putting that on. And you and have you know no what? neck.
0: That's such a. That's another thing. Any any overcoming of addiction is really, 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 really a feat. It and Terry feat. Terry overcame it so much that, that he's he became on the opposite end of the spectrum. right. He a buff man now.
1: <laughs> he's like addicted to like Exercise. exercising. My goodness. Also, Holt was once addicted to betting on horses.
0: Go Razzmatazz. Go Razzmatazz.
1: I love when we get these flashbacks to young Holt.
0: I lost everything.
1: (laughs) It's just so fun to see what he was up to back then.
0: It's just, even back then, his facial expressions don't change. He's the same. Despite his emotions.
1: He's just always the same. I love that so much. (laughs) And let's move into some lessons and takeaways. What have you what did we learn? We learned that friendship can blur the lines of professional relationships. It's good to practice uh, to remember like professionalism over friendship when handling something important you know just just try and remember that like you're in a professional environment you you know you can't be reckless and expect like lessened or even no consequences because of your friendship that's not how that works mm-hmm. unfortunately.
0: Yeah that's a thing that I had uh, trouble with. And I think I still do a little bit for a while being in management and like right. I'm, I'm generally a person that's just like, I don't know, I'm like nice. You're and friendly. I- <laughs> You're,
1: you are a friendly person. Because yeah. You tell me all the time about what the things that you say and do. You are friendly. You're just, you're just weird, but you're friendly. But like, weird is good.
0: Yeah, like I like to talk to people and make conversation. Uh, you are
1: always talk, telling me I, about conversations you have.
0: And I think about everybody in the sense of like, ah, oh, this is a person who like, you know, needs this job to eat and pay their bills, and right. like. It's really tough sometimes when there's somebody that is like a good person, but they're just not doing their job. It's hard. And it's, it's really hard. And that's kind of what Rosa had to deal with a little bit this episode, and that like Jake was kind of undermining her authority. He was. And yeah. that that's definitely that's definitely something I've also experienced. Yeah. People undermining my authority because of my friendliness.
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult because people think that like the relationship can. I don't know, people get cozy, they get comfortable. I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's really tough because I know personally I hate when when managers or someone that's over you is like overly authoritative and like almost Yeah, that's that's so shitty. Almost mean spirited in yes. the, in how they're like leading you. That's nasty. So you like know. I try to not I've always tried to like not be that and not right. be the person that's like I just give you your task and then we mm-hmm. shut up and do the work. Mm-hmm. Like I don't
1: know. It's hard because people can, yeah, get comfortable and kinda like walk all over you or mm-hmm. think that like they can break some rules here and there and it won't matter because consequences yeah. like uh it's whatever, I'm friends so, with them.
0: So so bosses out there, you know, don't be too mean, but also make sure that, that they know they gotta listen to you.
1: They know, they gotta know.
0: And then people that have bosses out there don't take advantage of 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 uh someone's friendliness. Because yes. you might just get fired. <laughs> you just might. <laughs> or yelled at.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I know. I don't like getting yelled at.
1: <laughs> and then, lastly, addiction cannot be beaten completely in a day, or in a week, or even a month. It takes time. It right. takes time. Amy, she ends up calling it quits because she's frustrated. Like in a couple of days, like it takes time. It really does.
0: Right, and that's how, that's how addiction can start to really back in. Like you immediately feel a sense of well, that didn't work right away, yeah, like Guess I'm trapped. I have to fall yeah. back on my addiction,
1: right, you're like i I feel trapped, so this is just it's not gonna work, it's whatever,
0: yeah, it's the same thing with procrastinating oh. or or like not, or like if you're trying to learn something new it's it it's all about like when you're trying to get a new habit or if you're trying to get rid of a habit, like either way it's it's it takes time to um. I don't know, switch your brain around to new things.
1: It does. You're right about that. Yeah, that's the episode. That's everything. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, we're done. That's uspice. Uspice. Good old uspice. United
0: States Postal Investigation Service.
1: That's it. That's what it's called. Yeah. Good job.
0: All right. Uh, I hope we we served you guys in going postal with this episode. Just really knocking it out of the park.
1: (laughs) We do our best.
0: We do our best. <laughs> and then I'll say once again, if you want to, uh, if you like the show, you can follow us on whatever you're doing. Maybe leave a leave a, a review if you're allowed.
1: A review would be nice, please. <laughs>
0: Hop over to our Patreon. You know, just, just just give us a dollar, just a singular dollar or $3 or 5 If you want. If you want. If you can get want. these episodes like a day earlier. And in the future, exclusive content. It's uh, hap- yeah. happening at some point if we reach them goals.
1: What's happening?
0: And then maybe also if you like the show, maybe like uh tell tell a friend about it. Yes. May maybe, maybe like uh be like, hey, you, you watched Brooklyn Nine Nine, you watched it before? Maybe you maybe you want to watch it again and uh <laughs> listen to some peeps talk about it.
1: Yes. Tell some people about it. Spread the good word.
0: Also, if you just like hearing us talk about ridiculous things, you can go over to the way the pod goes
1: oh yeah
0: and that's an extra little bit of us every week Mm -hmm. and we just kind of talk about whatever sometimes we talk about serious stuff sometimes we talk about poop you know and it's 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 uh it's all over the place
1: it is
0: (laughs) all right but that's it for reals that's it all right i'll we'll see you guys next week
1: we'll see you then Bye. bye